favorite neighbors. This is Sis. This is Squirt. So, it is finally time for us to start discussing fall TV shows. Finally. Finally. We've waited the three-episode rule. Right. Do you want to give people a briefer on the three-episode rule? So, the three-episode rule came from the three-song rule for buying CDs. The CDs, when they were marked up and crazy, crazy expensive, we would have a rule where if we liked three singles then we would buy the CD because it would be worth it. So we do the same thing for TV shows. We give TV shows three episodes because we all know that the pilot is wonky and you pilots are shot sometimes years right. before the show comes to TV. And in that time frame, things have been reformatted and redone or reshot. And so generally by the third episode, the vision that the show is going to be has been established. And you can tell if you're going to like it or not. Right. And so that's why we have been waiting to comment on some fall TV shows. However, in that time that we have been waiting, some have come and gone. <laughs> They've already been canceled. Some didn't even get their third episode. So we just wanted to do a quick round, maybe not quick, but a round of agree or disagree mm-hmm. on some of the shows that got the early fall trigger from mm-hmm. the studios. Mm-hmm. One was Haters mm-hmm. on the CW. I cannot give an opinion. I didn't watch it. The premise of the show was Mario Lopez takes people who, I don't even think these are like the number one haters of these people, but just people who have a strong negative opinion about a celebrity and essentially make the celebrity and the quote unquote hater spend some time together okay in in the i guess goal of saying this celebrity is a real person and you shouldn't hate on them on the internet but the problem of course is the reason that these people are hated is because usually they have pretty distasteful personalities mm-hmm. one of the most famous examples is snooki she was on hater or, and had to confront her hater and I think there was uh, one of the Dancing with the Stars people. Oh. And it just really seemed like a, a mean, mean-spirited sort of turn the tables on people. Yeah. There's this great article. I don't remember who wrote it. But he was just like, the reason people hate on Snooki is because in public, her persona is of this flighty, drunk party girl who has no no other concerns Other than being mean, you know, being sort of nice, nasty to her friends and drinking and checking out guys. Though none of those are redeeming characters in our society, characteristics in our society. So if a person hates on them, they're hating on that image of Snooki. If Snooki is upset about how people are perceiving her, she has all of the right in the world to change that. Mm -hmm. She controls how she is seen Mm -hmm. in the public. To some extent, I do agree that there are sometimes when an image is just so overpowering that the person really can't do a lot to turn it around. Mm -hmm. But Snooki really, if she wanted to, she could do a lot to turn around her public persona. Mm -hmm. But that is her public persona for right now. she gets a lot of tension, attention and celebrity for it. And so she has some haters. I don't know. Like I said, I didn't watch it. I really didn't care to watch it. And I think part of the other problem, too, is that on the surface of what you're describing doesn't seem too bad. There's someone that you don't like. Mm-hmm. You don't know. Mm-hmm. You don't like based on whatever has been said about them or whatever is portrayed about them. And then you meet that person, spend some time with them. And I don't know if the point of the show is to get them to be friends or to get the other person to understand that this other person is a human being. You shouldn't be so mean to them. 
that general concept is kind of what you learn as a kid. It's right. You're, there's someone you don't like, your mother tells you go play with them, and then you realize he's a bully because he doesn't have any milk money. Right. That type of thing. So you think about that, and you're kind of, well, that's not a bad concept, but the other bit I could understand from that show, like I said, did not watch it, is that they also kind of somewhat bullied the person yeah. who, hate, who hated on them into liking them. It had an ambush quality. Yeah. It, it really did. It had a sort of, I'm going to ambush you, and I'm going to talk about you the way you talk about me yeah. sort of thing. Yeah. And it just, overall, was, I think, not a good idea. And I'm quite happy that it got canceled yeah. I, I never watched one episode I was never going to watch an episode but I'm very glad it's not on TV anymore <laughs> there's some shows that just you, you're happy that they're gone because then they don't become part of the dialogue mm-hmm. they don't become part of the agendas or tactics that then grow into other shows like Punked was fun in mm-hmm. the beginning but towards the end of the, you know towards the end of its run it got sort of this ambush quality that made me uncomfortable mm-hmm. and it was less funny mm-hmm. I, I like that this sort of ambush tactic is maybe gone mm-hmm. especially when it's ambush to attack mm-hmm. you know like there's all of the real makeover shows where they're like we're gonna take you out of your life and you don't know and they pull you out and then they try to like do something nice for you mm-hmm. versus ambush and humiliate we both agree that one's gone mm-hmm. and gone for good okay playboy club mm-hmm. nbc knew or had to have known going into it that it was going to be a sort of risque concept because i mean it's the playboy club even that title on its own like it could have been a show about actual bunny rabbits but with the title of the playboy club it's it's one of those in-your-face titles and they knew from the upfronts last may that it was going to be high drama and that people were really concerned that it was anti-feminist or glorified sex or you know they had all of this drama but nbc stood behind it and they were like we're gonna take we're gonna pick it up we're going to do it and we're going to show it they showed two episodes mm-hmm. and then canceled it. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, why go through all of that? Like, why put up with the parents' council? And why put up with the angry feminists? And why put up with all of this misconstru- misconstruction? If you're not going to give it a little bit of a longer run to show people that you were right. It's almost like they, they showed two episodes just to show that they could. And then we're just like, yeah, we never really liked it either. And then just pulled the plug on it. Well, here's my thing with the Payboy Club is that I heard all the hype about it and I watched it because I am a firm believer. It's exactly what I said about Hater. I'm a firm believer of watching something before I give my opinion on mm-hmm. it. So I watched it mm-hmm. and I watched the first two episodes in all fairness i didn't think it was that bad i didn't think it was any worse than any almost any other story out there the problem was that it was called the playboy club i mean i feel like desperate housewives the people wear just as skimpy and there's just as much aura of sex and i actually feel there was less of a sexual aura around the playboy club tv show than other shows specifically because it was a playboy club i feel they were tightening the reins and they're like we can't make it too sexy because it's called the playboy club and that's what they're going to expect and they're going to go for us so we're not going to go sexy we're going to go with this weird crazy mobster drama plot which i actually thought was a little bit interesting Mm -hmm. and i don't know how it was going to play out but i was like that's a pretty decent plot to hold something there's a mobster and their story about them taking over chicago Mm -hmm. my one thing is that um in all fairness i think playboy club should have been on cable that that's it not because it needed well a little bit like mad men not because it needed to be racier but it needed to have it like i don't think they needed to start showing boobs or or you know crazy sex scenes but it needed to be a little racier 
mm-hmm. a little sexier than it was and it couldn't do it on network tv it, mm-hmm. it couldn't so I don't, it didn't need to necessarily be hbo taxi cab confessions type mm-hmm. crazy mm-hmm. but it was it needed to be a little bit dirtier like just a little bit shinier a little bit sexier and they with a maybe a little bit more violence and, and a little bit more hot cha-cha than, See, I totally than what disagree. they had in order for it to in order for it to grab people's audience i think the story that it had like that it was going with with this the, you know these the playboy bunnies like the people because you know, it could have just been a bar like right, that's exactly a story where about a bar with these very attractive waitresses like it could they could have you know what it could it could have been coyote ugly like exactly. it, it's a bar about it could have just been and in chicago attractive waitresses that uh yeah that, that live in chicago and you know, can, are trying to make their right. life their life work, and it's no it's no big deal. And then also in Chicago, there is a guy who comes to the bar that is involved in the mob, and there's this whole and is running for mayor or whatever he was running district attorney. Yeah, and but it was because it was called Playboy Club right. that it got all of this backlash. Right. But, on the up and up, I don't think that the acting was bad because there are certain shows where it's like the writing was decent, but the acting was just horrible. Mm-hmm. And um, which we will get to one of those shows. Um, <laughs> and and but I thought that the writing was decent. I thought that they had set up, like I said, they had set up these plots just fine to continue to unfold. Mm-hmm. They had enough characters and enough people coming into the Playboy Club that you could you had multiple storylines to play right. off of. I right. really just think so the reason why I say I think it should have been on cable, like basic cable, is that they would have had the freedom to make it sexier than what it was because it was just too clean. I mean it seriously it was like not watching Donna Reed, but they kept it so clean, I think, because they were so nervous about the title that they just needed to make it like Mad Men Racy. Like that it just became a little boring. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Free agents. My beef with free agents is my beef with everything that America's done for shows that have started overseas. <laughs> my example is I'm a huge fan of coupling, and then they brought coupling to the U.S. And coupling is a prime example, and I think free agents is a prime example, but I never watched the British one. Mm-hmm. There are just certain things that are culturally different in the U.S. than they are in England. And whenever I remember distinctly this for being human and for coupling, when I watched the pilot episode of the American episode – they just took everything mm-hmm. word for word and made it in the American version of it. And mm-hmm. you can't do that because certain things just don't translate. Mm-hmm. And it's not, and I don't even know how to describe it because it's not like saying, if you wanted to say, go open the door, go open the door means the same thing in both areas Mm -hmm. but it all depends on the setting and how it's said and maybe in the states it's going to be get the door and over there it's going to be go open the door but you have to account for that and there's there's something missing that it's not zeitgeist but that untangible speakable the fact that this show was written in England for a British crowd with the British cultural feel of how things are done and like like specifically for coupling the show's written, and I don't know anything about British culture, but a good deal of the show takes place in a pub mm-hmm. where they sit on a couch in a pub and drink, like, every day after work. Right. That's not culturally really what we do in the States. Right. We do happy hour. We, we do this, which they kind of showed in Sex in the City, mm-hmm. where you go dressed up and you go to a bar and you do the happy hour. You may do it every day, but it's more schmoozing and meeting people and getting dates. But theirs was kind of like the equivalent of, of – 
almost their second living room. But and they do that in um, How I Met Your Mother. How I Met Your Mother takes they place do, in the bar. But they go to a Friends does too. Friends takes place in the coffee shop. Coffee shop, same yes. deal though. We never did that. Yeah, true. They kind of actually do explain why McLaren's is the bar that they go to and how I met your mother. It's because mm-hmm. they live on top of it. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of like, well, that makes sense. Mm-hmm. And you're in New York and you're just going to go downstairs to the bar that you live on top of and grab right. your beer. Right. And and then we suspend reality for sitcoms and believe that everybody is like whenever you decide to look for someone, no matter what time of day, they're going to be in a bar right. waiting for you. Right. But I love that suspension of reality. But, however, like, in the TV show couple, and they really don't explain that. Mm-hmm. And it's also just so – it was kind of a weird cultural reference. Like, why are you here? Mm-hmm. And and free agents, I don't – I mean, I don't – I can't think of anything that was like, oh, not something that we do in America. Because it, everything did. But it just didn't connect the same way. And it, it probably didn't connect the same way it did in England because they didn't take the time to really kind of do that – American Americanizing yeah of it yeah I mean I kind of feel the same way about the office and I know the office the American version did do really well but I remember watching the British version and before all Mm -hmm. of this and thinking wow I'm I imagine this might be funny to Brits it's really offensive to me Mm -hmm. um and and not not offensive like Mm -hmm. oh it just hurts me deeply I just it didn't it wasn't the humor that I liked. Mm-hmm. When it came over here, though, like the Michael character over here, I don't know what he was called. Was it called Ricky over there? Richard? I don't know. I know it was Ricky Gervais. Yeah, but I don't know if that was what he was called. Whatever yeah. Ricky Gervais's character in The Office was, he was delusional in the sense that he didn't think that he was being yes. as mean mm-hmm. as he thought he was or that he should be around these people. Is my understanding. Mm-hmm. I really didn't watch much of that <laughs> office. He didn't really have strong respect Mm -hmm. for the people that he worked with i'm told because i still don't watch the american office when they brought it over here the character that ultimately became steve carell's character has a ton of respect for the people that he works for Mm -hmm. but he's just dim-witted as to like his importance in the whole scheme Mm -hmm. of how it works and that i think made it palatable Mm -hmm. i think if you had actually carried the show over with the idea that he has no respect for anybody that he works with Mm -hmm. i'm not really sure if it would have worked the same way and actually that's still that's a reason why i'm still semi-concerned even though it's been a few years and so i'm hoping this has sort of died down gavin and Mm stacy was a british show that Mm -hmm. you and i loved Mm -hmm. and we still love and Mm -hmm. James Corden and Ruth Jones and all of those fabulous, wonderful people are awesome. But there was talk about bringing a Gavin and Stacey show to America. Mm-hmm. And my concern is the exact same concern that you've had. We've seen shows from England that we've loved when they're placed in an English setting come over here and just fail because they're not Americanized. Mm-hmm. And, and we're not saying that everything needs to be... We're not saying that Americanized dumbs things down. Mm-hmm. That's not the thing. It's just that there are certain societal and just zeitgeist and not zeitgeist you're right national concepts Mm -hmm. that either make sense to us or don't make sense to us or need to be changed for a situation to make sense to us Mm -hmm. that i'm not certain are are happening when a show crosses the pond it's almost better it would almost be better if studios would just say hey we're buying coupling and we're not going to recast it we're just going to buy the bbc version and air it here you know and you're you're going to get it and you're going to know you're going to get it because it's british accent so automatically you're going to be in a little bit of a different mindset and you're just going to understand that all this is happening over there it's a little like kath and kim yeah you know like kath and kim i'm sure in australia was fine Mm -hmm. because it was 
it was over the top mm-hmm. and and I, I know absolutely nothing about Australia but I believe that maybe that over the top comedy is mm-hmm. there but when it came over here it was too over the top yeah. and it just it really it didn't make any sense it's, to us yeah and I, I agree with you it's like those slight cultural shifts and like talking about Gavin and Stacey like part of what makes Gavin and Stacey so funny and maybe this is why they haven't brought it you know mm-hmm. over to the US but part of what makes Gavin and Stacey so funny is that subtext rivalry between the British and the Welsh yes and 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 like I don't know what it is but you can tell from the show that there are these kind of unspoken cultural things and ways that they look at Welsh people mm-hmm. and they I think maybe they seem a little bit as backwards or you, you know something like that and so that plays into a lot of the comedy the problem of them bringing it into the US like yes obviously we don't have Welsh in the US but let's just say you pick another ethnic group or social group it becomes offensive right like you have to draw that line and they maybe they do or don't have the same history background or whatnot that we do in the US with uh, of race and clashing of cultures but because we do have that here that type of comedy Mm -hmm. would not go over very well unless handled really really sensitively exactly so they'd have to find another way to create those differences i mean in any type of cultural reference because you just can't make fun of a group uh well you know outright i mean yes you can make fun of a group but like you know outright without doing that kind of basis and so i think it would flop if they were like suddenly going to make you know gavin was irish and stacy was italian you could say oh we can talk about all the differences between the irish and the italians but you got to do a writer else People are going to get pissed off. Exactly. Exactly. Okay. Next one up is a show that I didn't watch, even though I meant to try to watch, and I just didn't get around to, which is Charlie's Angels. Charlie's Angels. Okay, so I can talk about Charlie's Angels, Mm -hmm. because I watched it. And Mm -hmm. I watched three episodes. I think I actually still have one more to watch. Here's my thing. I had high hopes for Charlie's Angels. I did. I, I like Minka Kelly. I'm a huge fan of hers from Friday Night Lights. I like the Australian chick from Transformers. <laughs> I don't remember her name. Um, I, I like the fact that there was that, that there was an actual black. She was in Transformers. The first Transformers. Yes, she was one of the hackers. In the first Transformers, there was Anthony oh, Anderson, me. and that's how I knew her. I didn't know her from Headland. Oh, and I, saying, and I didn't even she's pick up on her. Girl, and you were like Headland girl, I was like Transformers girl. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> she was the first hacker in Transformers, and then um, and I was excited that they had a black girl mm-hmm. and like that, and she had somewhat natural black girl hair, like mm-hmm. it wasn't all weave and stuff. And mm-hmm. yes, they were skinny, and I was like, I was ready for a shiny, actiony show. I love my shiny, actiony shows. I wasn't. I managed my expectations. I wasn't looking for Emmy award winning drama when mm-hmm. I, was, right. I was gonna watch this show. I just wanted to be entertained for an hour. You know what? I wasn't. <laughs> Not entertained <laughs> at all. I was so disappointed. <laughs> Here was why I didn't like it. I realized it. I'm smarter than Charlie's Angel. <laughs> that and I hate that in a TV mm-hmm. show that's supposed to be an action-packed kind of whodunit TV show. I don't want to solve the mystery before they do. Mm. There's no point in that. I mm-hmm. want to solve the mystery with them, mm-hmm. or I want them to solve it and me be like, "Ooh, how they do it? Mm-hmm. How they do it? Tell mm-hmm. me, tell me how they did it." Mm-hmm. But instead, it was like ten minutes in, they did it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> no, why are you? And then, and then the Charlie's Angels girls spend all this time running around, and I was like, "Why are you running around doing that? I already told you <laughs> they did it." And then they find out that they did it, and then they spend all this time running around. I was like, "Here's how you pin it on him. Come on, come on! I know." 
and the timing. It was like the timing of the jokes mm. that they had and the timing of the lines was too slow. Really? It too, wasn't quick too enough? slow. It was not quick enough. And the show just was not quick enough. Like, I mean, I, I love the show. We've said it before. Leverage is one of my favorite shows. And part of what makes Leverage so great is they just have this fast cutting mm-hmm. of directing and editing and lots of, like, hand shots and, mm-hmm. and, and fixing shots, like, whenever they're planning a heist. Mm-hmm. No, not for this. And I was like, you, we need that. Like, we're used to that. At least I need that. They, and it causes that movement of speed. And instead, it was like they're planning a heist, and literally, I see them wrapping the coil of the wire. Uh. I was like, that's 30 seconds that I didn't need. <laughs> I need. In that 30 seconds, I need you to show me zipping up a bag, wrapping the coil of the wire, putting the earbud in your ear, and mm-hmm. starting to climb a wall. Mm-hmm. You know? And then, <laughs> cut to, we're going to break in. And, was like, and, I, and in my head, as a viewer, I'm thinking... How are they going to use the wire? Mm-hmm. You, like, and, and, right. and then, and then later on, I, I, I'm like, oh, that's right, how they exactly. use it. No, I'd already solved it. You're going to use the wire to do that and do that and do that. And so, I think that was where Charlie's Angels failed. And it, and part of it is why I say it was the acting was the delivery of the lines. Like part of that is the speed. Did that. it take itself too seriously? Mm-mm. Like so they had actually built in jokes, mm-hmm. but it was like mm-hmm. joke and then like a pause mm-hmm. and then you give the punchline. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. It was yeah. They they had all. I mean the formula was there mm-hmm. and they, and the and the writing was there. It was like yeah, that was actually kind of funny if I hadn't already figured out the punchline before she said it mm. like I, I would already started laughing or mm. giggling or smirking I don't actually think I laughed out loud before they finished saying the, the, the punchline uh. and it just it just and and so in my head it was just the pacing of the show was just too slow do you remember Spy she, spies. Spi- she spies yeah. she spies she uh-huh. spies and I it was sort of like a Charlie's <laughs> Angel thing yeah. I don't remember when it started yeah. but I remember it sort of had one of those like starts and fits and starts mm-hmm. it started on normal tv at a normal time and then it sort of went away and then it re-emerged at like 11 o'clock yeah. on a sunday yeah. and it was far more goofy yeah uh, do you think they would like because it, it's on abc right abc so. would uh-huh. actually like consider maybe doing that like taking charlie's angels mm-hmm. retooling it and going okay look clearly we left out the goof mm-hmm. so we're gonna just make this really goofy and just turning it around and airing it later maybe that was a little bit what i expected i mean i expected it to be a little bit more polished than she spies but i, I guess not really my expectations were like i thought it would be she spy or leveragey mm. like that was where it was going in my head and i was like either way i would have been happy with it was in the middle and it just think, did not gel do you also think some of the problem is like you and i have an idea of what charlie's angels was as a tv show mm-hmm. but i don't i never watched it i don't think i ever ever watched it in like tv land reruns mm-hmm. did you i did okay you know how when you think back on a show you you kind of unintentionally think back on like the top five shows mm-hmm. the, the shows where everything gelled and really it was really awesome but not clearly not all of the shows were like that some mm-hmm. shows were good some shows were it, you know it, of the season some episodes were great some episodes were duds mm-hmm. I wonder if it's a little bit like because what I'm imagining I never I I never saw it but I I meant to watch it before it got canceled Charlie's Angels I'm sort of putting the movie in my in my like in my mind as sort of an expectation for it I'm putting a little bit of she spies Mm -hmm. goofiness and I'm putting a little bit of leverage Mm -hmm. wit and intelligence in it but maybe that was just uh, sort of where I'm going is maybe that was never the show it well no yes and no I mean 
yes, it was for the time mm-hmm. a frame that it was. It was like kind of high techy. They used okay. the little revolver guns, and, and you know they didn't use computers, but they like talked to people and they used themselves a little bit more to get information. They were really kind of privatized. Okay, they didn't have. As, I mean, they did run into buildings, but there there wasn't as much of grappling off of roofs and flying through windows. But they did fight occasionally and okay. shoot guns and never hit anybody. Right. And, this, and they did say corny lines. Okay. Like, you know, there were like, you're not going to leave here, mister. Like, you know, but, they, right. but it was cheesy and, and that was what you expected. And they did the whole, for like when they said that line, it was a freeze and a close up. Mm-hmm. And, and that's what you got from it. Okay. And so they did do it. It wasn't as shiny, obviously, because they didn't have all the shiny stuff. All right. Well, it's now gone. It so. is gone. If, seriously, if it was just hair faster <laughs> i think it would have been a better show did you ever watch how to be a gentleman i did you did okay mm-hmm. i meant to mm-hmm. but then it it's actually not canceled they're burning it off on saturday nights which mm-hmm. is a weird sort of non-cancellation cancellation mm-hmm. what did you think of it i wanted to see it mm-hmm. but i never got around to watching it i didn't like it i mean i didn't think it was that funny and i couldn't see how it would grow but in all fairness i thought maybe i didn't get it and the reason why I said this is because I felt the same way about this as I felt about the first episode of Two and a Half Men. Okay. I was just like, okay, so there's one guy who is kind of a man-child and another guy who theoretically is a man but is also really a man-child. Mm-hmm. And just in a different way. Exactly, in a different way. And they're both supposed to live or get along together two and a half men had a little bit more of a backbone to me because they were brothers so mm-hmm. there was a reason for them to be in a relation relationship friends right these guys were high school nemesis mm. Nemesis. is <laughs> they hated each other in high school the one guy you know and, and that was the other thing too i couldn't believe that the one who was on entourage was in high school with the kid who was on he looked so much older <laughs> okay. like he would have graduated 10 years before him but okay. anyway the one character, uh, his magazine that he writes for, he writes this column about how to be a gentleman, like learning wines and caring for ladies and all mm-hmm. that type of stuff. The, the magazine's changing and he needs to become more of a manly man. Mm-hmm. So he goes to this gym. The nemesis owns the gym. Mm-hmm. Through a weird series of events, the nemesis ends up helping this guy on a date. Okay. You kind of get the idea that he's going to, they're going to help each other. He's going to help the nemesis become more gentlemanly yeah and he the the nemesis is going to help him become more manly rough Mm -hmm. around the edges which is an interesting concept but and they put all these other characters in that were just kind of characters like Mm. really characters and i didn't like them okay like they're he they for the one who's a gentleman they bring in his sister Mm. and his sister's husband Mm -hmm. who's just a complete sap Mm. And the sister, who's a real bitch. Mm. And I'm like, I don't like either of them. Uh. And they have Dave Foley as the boss, which actually could be funny because I love Dave Foley as the boss. News mm-hmm. radio, fantastic show. Mm-hmm. And I was like, can we see more of Dave Foley being a boss? <laughs> like, because I would watch that. Can it just be Dave Foley running a magazine? <laughs> yes. Because I would seriously sit down yes. and watch that show. But it wasn't that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I just, it, it just didn't, it didn't hit any home for me. It just wasn't funny for me at all. Mm. I, sorry, when you were talking about Manly, the first thing that went in my head, it was the Daria musical where mm-hmm. there's that song where Trent and Jake are like, we need to be manly, manly. <laughs> and, then, you know, because, like, it's a storm and all the women are in the house and mm-hmm. Daria's still missing. And they're like, screw this politically correct crap. We're going to go be manly and drive and get our little girl. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, but by the way, Daria the musical, awesome. Yeah. And we also, okay, I wanted to see it. 
partially because I was just semi-curious mm-hmm. about this guy that married Emily Deschanel mm-hmm. and fathered her first child, which is David Hornsby. Mm-hmm. And I never watched It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. You know, I knew he was going to be on this show. And the previews were interesting, but I wanted to see a little bit more. And of course, now that it's being burned off, we're missing the wonderful episode wherein he has to go on a date with his actual wife, which (laughs) would have been very funny, Mm -hmm. but neither here nor there. From what I'm told of him, Mm -hmm. David Hornsby himself, I'm told he's a really good writer, and he's got, like, multiple irons in the fire, so mm. this really can't possibly hurt him, right. and, in addition to a newborn child. Mm-hmm. So he's probably got a lot going on, yeah. and he's, he's going to be all good. I didn't go in thinking it would be the type of show that I would watch, mm-hmm. but I was like, I could be pleasantly surprised, because the same thing happened to me with Mike and Molly. Mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't think this would be the type of show that I would like. Right. And same with actually accidentally on purpose. I was like, I don't like this concept. But then I watched the show, and I was like, this is actually quite a amusing. Jenna Elfman and Ben Foster's brother. Accidentally. That's right. Oh, yeah. my God. I forgot about and that And I was show. pleasantly amused by the show. Like, yeah, I, was like, I, I liked it, too. Show, but I was actually kind of I mean, So I was like, well, who knows how to be a gentleman? It's on CBS. It wasn't Chuck Lorre, but whatever. <laughs> like, I may be amused. And I just wasn't. And I wasn't amused by the other side characters. And I think it was because they just made... Maybe it's maybe it's just me. They just made the characters so one-dimensional and a little bit pathetic that mm-hmm. I didn't. I just felt sorry for them. I didn't feel amused by them, mm-hmm. and, and that's a fine line. Yeah. So, by the way, sorry, you agree on how to be a gentleman that it yeah. should have gone. Yeah, like, I agree. And agree on Charlie's Angels clearly, mm-hmm. and agree on free agents. I disagree on Playboy Club because okay. I think NBC. They put so much behind it, and they knew so much was going against it, that to air it for two episodes is really just such a weird move. It is. If you want to continue any of the conversations that we've started here, you can follow us at My Fave Neighbors on Twitter or through our blog, which is myfavoritenebors.blogspot.com. This is Sis. And this is Squirt. Thanks for stopping by. You'll, You'll know us when, when you see, see us. us.